Just a trigger warning to anybody who's listening. We do talk about mentions of rape today and other sexual assault. So if that's something that you're not comfortable with listening to, maybe tune into our next episode just to make sure that you're comfortable listening to the podcast. Hey, Shriekers. I'm Elle. And I'm Erica. And And this is Shriek. Welcome back, guys. Welcome. Thanks so much for coming back to the podcast. We hope you guys had an amazing Halloween. Maybe you're not quite ready for Christmas yet, and we can celebrate Thanksgiving first. <laughs> Unless you guys already have your trees up, which we are, no one's opposed to that at all. You know, it sounds good to me. Not technically. Just just at least hold off on some of the Christmas music. <laughs> it's Unless like the best it's part. Mariah Carey. Unless it's Mariah Carey, which I'm sure we're going to get a lot of that in the next um, months to come. By next week, when I say not accept Mariah Carey, then that's fine. But for now. Just for now. It's it's only November 2nd, so. Oh, God. This year just, like, flew by. Oh, I feel like October just started, like, two days ago, and now it's, like, already November. It's literally November. All right. Well, anyways, (laughs) what fun story do you have for us today, Elle? Oh, wow. So, um, not fun, probably, um, I would say, but, um, I was just considering to do a disappearance of some sort, but I really honestly hate doing them because I need answers, you know? I agree. I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to just think that they're still not here. I need to know where the I know. fuck I they hate, went. I hate when it's like, and that's all the information we have. <laughs> and I'm like, but what happened? Like, are they murdered? Who did exactly. it? Like, come on. There's nothing. You have nothing. I swear. So... Um, I feel like I can't sleep normally. Um, <laughs> I just want to know what happened. So uh, that's exactly why I went ahead and did a case today on the disappearance of Natasha Campush. Um, you know, this story is really not going to be what you're going to expect. So Natasha Campush, she was born on February 17th of 1988 in Vienna, Austria, mm. uh, to her parents, Brigida Sirni and Ludwig Koch. Um, growing up, her mother was reportedly not a happy one. Um, mm. actually, according... Boop, boop to that. According to a man named, um, also Ludwig, but, um, not her husband, Admovich, who was the head of the special commissions looking into the possible police failures during this investigation. Um, he actually claimed that the, that the awful experience Natasha had, um, quote, might have been better than what she had experienced before, referring Ooh. to her home life. But I will say um, that Brigida, Natasha's mother, um, she actually denies these allegations and actually went as far as to threaten to sue the the commission chief over what he claims. Uh, Natasha was one of three children. Of course, they're all girls. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at the time of her abduction, her parents lived in different homes. They were going through a separation and then they did later divorce. But Natasha did spend a lot of time with both of them. Um, she was actually kidnapped leaving her mother's home, but just the day before um, she was with her father. So good equal, you know, an equal split there. But it was, um, so it was a seemingly normal day. Uh, Natasha had left uh, home, like I said, her mom's home on March 2nd of 1988. And that's in the morning for school. But she never showed up to school that day Ooh. and later did not return home. Uh-oh. So, on her way to, to school, there was a witness report from a 12-year-old who had reported seeing her being dragged into a white van. Oh, my God. By two men. Um, but... Ooh, always a white van. It's always a white van. Never go to white vans. 
But um, Natasha later does confirm that it was only one man who had kidnapped her. So it's hard to know if this allegation is fully accurate or not. Um, but the police did have something to go on, so they ended up conducting the search based on the van and actually searched 776 minivans. Jeez. I feel like that would be like every single that would minivan take so long. in Vienna. Like, I'm, I'm so confused. Um, and that search actually included Natasha's kidnapper. So, Natasha, um, his, her kidnapper was a man, his name was Wolfgang Pricklepley. Okay, that's um, a name. Oh, a name and a half, right? A name with the side of fries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was an Austrian communications technician. So, even though he has Czech origin, uh, he was born in Vienna um, as well on May 14th of 1962 to uh, Carl and Waldron. Oh, wow. What are all these names? Goodness. This is Austria, so I'm guessing it's probably just... I mean, yeah, um, I guess. That makes sense. Foreign. Uh, he was an only child, which kind of explains the whole reason that he's an asshole, I believe. Yeah, a lot of times when there's an only child, they come out being very weird. They and definitely I'm are. completely just kidding if anyone <laughs> out there is an only child. My mom was, so I think I'm legally allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his father was a cognac salesman, which I'm, I wish... And his mother was a shoe saleswoman, which also, I wish. I'm like, <laughs> wish. There you go. But two great parents, as it seems. Um, just joking. For as the investigation, uh, he was at home, uh, which was only about 30 minutes from Vienna. When the police had questioned him, uh, they did examine his van as well. And uh, Wolfgang stated that uh, he was home alone the morning of the kidnapping. And the police were satisfied with the alibi. <laughs> I'm just like, that's fine. All right. I mean, they're searching, what, you said 750? 776, to be exact. Yeah, yeah you know, so they're probably just like, okay, good enough, let's bad. go on to the next one. Um, he did tell the police that he was just using the van to transport rubble from the construction of his home, and they left basically ruling him out as a suspect. Hmm. Okay. Little did the police know that Natasha was locked in his home in a 54-square-foot cellar. Oh, my God. That had no windows and only one giant concrete door that was reinforced with steel. Uh, the cellar was beneath his garage and was hidden from view by a cupboard in his home. The, oh, wow. This teeny cellar, of course, was soundproof, so the police would never have guessed that he was um, hiding someone, basically. And uh, for the first six months of her abduction, um, Natasha was confined to this small cellar all day. Um after that, Wolfgang would eventually would allow her to be around the home, uh, heavily supervised by himself, of course, during the day. And then at night, she was sent right back to the cellar where she would remain until morning again. Mm, that's so sad. Such a, like, it's almost like, almost like worse than prison, you know? Like, that's oh, just, way worse than prison. I couldn't even imagine. Um, I'm sure the food was worse, too. <laughs> the little that she got, yes, I, I would assume so, too. Um, actually, the... She would also be locked in there, of course, while he was at work. And in the last years of her captivity, she was years. seen, she was seen by neighbors to be in the garden, um, as well as being seen, quote unquote, seemingly relaxed and happy hmm. by um, his actual business partner, which is interesting. Um, that is interesting. During her captivity, um, her and Wolfgang would get up early each morning and have breakfast together. Uh, he gave her books so that she could educate herself, and she also stated that um, she did not feel like she had missed anything during her imprisonment. She said, hmm. quote, I spared myself many things. 
I did not smart start smoking or drinking and I did not hang out in bad company. Um, this does seem odd to me because it does seem that she's kind of thinking back on what happened and has kind of different feelings about her captivity versus how I'm sure it felt in the moment. Um, obviously clearly being terrified and being held yeah, there. I couldn't imagine locked not in being there. terrified. So she was given a TV and a radio to pass the time, but she was only permitted to watch taped programs and listen to foreign radio. So she wouldn't be aware of the active search that was still going on for her. Um, <laughs> clear, what smart, they think that but... her mom was just like, oh, she must be gone. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. She, I mean, she knew, she knew that's the reason why he was putting on those foreign channels. So, um, but she had also spent a lot of time upstairs in the house doing housework and cooking for him. Uh, nearly daily, she was beaten so badly that she'd have trouble walking. Oh my God. So it wasn't like, it seemed like, oh, they're having breakfast together. Like basically he would make her cook him breakfast and then she would sometimes get nothing. She would sometimes get a piece of toast. Um, the rest of his cereal that he wouldn't eat, like things like oh, that. So it was ew. not a good situation. No, um, and I wouldn't imagine it would have been. <laughs> exactly. He's kind of, he's kind of keeping he's her. abductor. <laughs> it's imprisonment for a reason. Um, so Wolfgang would actually starve her so oh. that she was too physically weak to escape. Uh, when she was found, she actually had a body mass index of 14.8. Oh my God. The normal BMI for an 18 year old for reference, um, an 18, 18 year old female is between 18.5 and 20. Mm. Um, I also learned today that I am not a normal BMI <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be willing to place money on the fact that neither am I <laughs> like, wow, get to Good to know. Thanks so much for, for reminding <laughs> me of that. I really, really needed that for myself today. Yeah, after this, apparently I'm going to the gym if you want to find me. <laughs> <laughs> Been saying that for years. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's New Year's coming up. That's when we're all, that's when we'll focus on uh, working out again, remember? <laughs> Obviously. How else? Um, I do want to mention this is when the trigger warning comes into play. So um, if you want to continue to listen, you can just skip past uh, uh, maybe a couple of minutes and tune back in. Uh, but she was uh, also raped by him pretty often. Um, she would say if, if not daily, then nearly daily. Mm, so that is so sad. Uh, it's honestly, it is unfathomable, truthfully. Uh, I could not yeah, ever imagine being in a situation like that. Exactly. You're almost like he's like almost pretending that you're like his wife. And so this entire time, like none of this stuff is, I feel like it's all technically rape because she just doesn't want any of this to happen. Oh, yeah, so definitely. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, um, it's so sad. Cause I would think about, Oh, life sucks so bad. And then you hear about girl. stuff like this, you know, and this is just one of like the millions. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. It's insane. Um, and so, okay, so he did continue to try to scare her into never leaving. He would tell her that the doors and the windows were baby trapped with heavy explosives. Oh, um, and he also claimed to always be carrying a gun and that he would kill both her and the neighbors if she attempted, attempted to escape. And the neighbors? And Where the did neighbors. they come from? Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's trying to say like, I know you just ran across to the neighbor's house, so I'm going to kill you and them. So like, okay, well. honestly, again, just a, just a fear tactic, trying to get her to not want to leave basically. Hmm. He had her so scared that he would eventually take her out of the house with him. Like to go like shopping and shit. Like he would bring her. Oh, wow. Uh, literally one day she actually attempted to escape by jumping out of the car, <gasps> but it was unsuccessful. He yeah. ended up just turning right back around and getting her. Um, I'm sure that made it to where he didn't do that for a really long time. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet he 
like beat her so bad afterwards exactly he was probably so so nervous that she was gonna try something like that again but um i will say of all of the reading that i did i didn't see that there was any other times that she did such a like a bold attempt at leaving yeah Um, because she's probably terrified of course so i think that that was the one time that she tried something and then he like never again fully went out on her of course of course um but he did eventually continue to take her out of the house with him to different places uh he actually took her to a ski resort interesting near vienna for a few hours uh she at first tried to deny that this happened but eventually stated that it did but that she had no Mm. chance of escaping during that time uh so it seems like to me that he did a good job of scaring her into not doing anything like that yeah um it's interesting he like beats her and barely feeds her and then he's like but like let me make sure your life's good by going to a ski resort ski resort of course that's odd I guess it's all odd, but... I feel... No, exactly, exactly. I feel like she... She almost felt the need to deny the trip to um, attempt at not having to explain herself on, like, why didn't you just escape then? Uh, But clearly none of us could even scratch the surface of what she went through, and it's sad she feels the need to react that way. Like, hopefully she's more content in the fact that the things that had happened to her did and that she... She didn't have to explain herself to anyone, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no... Definitely. But she does say, um, she actually states in her book that um, while she was out with him, she did attempt to attract uh, attention, but it was in vain. So, but here it is. After over eight years in captivity. Oh my God, eight years. Eight years. Uh, Natasha was outside. Um, and this is important because it was at 12.53 p.m. So just afternoon mm-hmm. uh, on August 23rd of 2006 so she That's went missing my parents anniversary is <laughs> it's honestly it's so sorry. such a cute day um but the reason that that date is important is almost eight and a half years after her initial abduction uh which happened in march of 1998 that she was abducted so um basically wolking has her clean his car he says i want to sell it uh, get this cell ready for me, clean it out, vacuum it out. Um, they're in the garden and he was of course supervising her the entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, but suddenly, so she was hosing out the back of the car and, uh, he got a phone call due to the noise of the vacuum that she was holding. Uh, he had walked away a couple of feet to take the phone call. So at this point, Natasha actually jumped at this opportunity she literally threw the vacuum in the back of the car so it sounded like it was still running yeah, and ran just ran down the street um i'm sure she was looking over her shoulder expecting to see him you know catching on and just running after her oh I I, ugh, that gives me chills i could not even imagine oh it's so terrifying I know, she's probably so scared um she actually when she'd ran out she could have gone to the neighbor's house immediately but she had had thoughts in her mind that he knew that's exactly where she was going to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. She chose to continue to run. Um, Especially because he said he would kill the neighbors. The neighbors. So she's probably already terrified. So I'm sure that was, she said that was her reasoning. And I, you know, I could have guessed that from the beginning. But um, she actually uh, ran over 200 meters oh, wow. through gardens and a street. Uh, she jumped over fences. She actually um, like came into a parking lot and asked a passerby to call the police um, and they literally just looked at her and walked away. Oh, they were unwilling to help in any way, shape, or form, which is terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. To, like, need help. I mean, just to, like, I'm, just to call the police, like, I'm always weary if someone's, like, can I get in your car and go somewhere? <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, just, like, hey, can you, like, just real quick pull out your phone and call the Call the police. <laughs> yeah, call, call, no, call the police. Um, but, no, they, they ended up, they had, they did end up leaving. Um, but by this time, 
Wolfgang actually finished his phone call without being disturbed or distracted in any way. He didn't, he didn't suspect the thing. Uh, he walks over to, uh, his victim and expecting to see her still vacuuming the car and she was fucking gone. <laughs> Peace. He was probably, oh, he's probably terrified, but. Oh, I bet his heart sank. <sighs> Instantly. Like, and where did God. she go? <laughs> he deserves worse. Um, so how terrifying this must've been for her. Um, you know, you're trying to catch up with someone, trying to find somebody to help her escape. And, yeah, and I'm sure her adrenaline is just through the roof. Oh my gosh, she's still probably checking behind her the whole time, and on it's after an agonizing five minutes of her running around trying to get people to help her. Five minutes. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine. That's, that would probably felt like an eternity to her. Oh, easily. She actually ended up knocking on the window of a 71-year-old neighbor. Uh, she literally just said, quote, I'm Natasha Campush. How chilly to know that, like, you live in this neighborhood. It's only 30 minutes away from where she went missing. It's eight and a half years later, and she's yeah. telling you, I'm here. This is me. Um, thank God he had the sense to call the police. Yeah. And actually, at 104, they arrived and took Natasha to the police station in a nearby town. So, literally, one minute past 10 minutes is how long it took to for him to get his phone call and for her to get to, to help. So... Yeah, um, that's pretty good. Yeah, thank thank goodness that was that was very quick for sure. If you would have taken away the five minutes that it took her to find someone to help, it would have only help, been yeah. six minutes. But honestly, um, so later when they got to the police station, they did identify her with the scar that she had on her body, and she had her freaking passport the entire time. Passport. Her passport. <laughs> she had her passport the entire time. That's I guess bizarre. she took it to school, and I mean that. Truthfully, in my brain, that immediately makes me think like that's probably why everyone thought she was like. She just, like, ran away. She had her passport. I mean, she was literally 10 years old, but she had her passport. What? I'm sure that's why the police were clearly not taking any of this as seriously as they should be. Yeah, but there's no way a child is going to be able to leave the country by herself. Hop up on a plane. Like, hello, this is me, Natasha. Yeah, if anything, Um, it should be more alarming that she has her passport. What are you talking about? Of course, right? That's what I was thinking, too. But um, thank goodness they also performed a DNA test to be sure. Um, She was in good physical health. Although she was pale and shaken and okay. This is the, like the sickest part in my brain for some odd reason. Um, she only weighed 106 pounds Oh wow! when she was found and eight and a half years ago when she was kidnapped, she weighed 99. So she gained she seven gained pounds any. in eight and a half years. Um, and she only got 5.9 inches taller. In eight years. That's supposed to be the time where you're supposed to just, like, spurt and grow the most before puberty and during puberty. And she grew not even six inches in eight and a half years. That's just crazy. Yeah. That's how you can tell that she was really going through, a, like, malnourishment and not being, not properly yeah. being oh. taken care of, of course. I'm sure. First police officer to speak with Natasha after escaping, she said that she was actually astonished by her intelligence um, and also her vocabulary. Natasha stated that it took two years, but once um, Wolfgang actually provided her with books, a radio, newspapers, and a TV, Mm -hmm. uh, she knew she had to spend her time educating herself. So she listens to, you know, educational programs on the radio, as well as listening to classical music. That was, I guess, her favorite. Yeah. And that, like, an approved activity by him. The only thing she has really to look forward to is learning new things. Of course. She, that's exactly what she says, because she goes on to say, quote, I had a feeling that I I was lacking something, um, like a deficit. 
I wanted to make that better and I tried to educate myself. I tried to teach myself skills. Uh, I have learned to knit, for example. Um, mm. That's such a, like I said, that's such a, like you just said, that's such a strong way to live in like such a shitty situation to be like, yeah. I'm here, this sucks, but like, let me take my me resources just, yeah, yeah, that I, could, I have. I truly could not imagine. Okay, so this part is crazy. <laughs> Okay, I'm ready. Clearly the police um, have Natasha explaining everything everything to them. Uh-huh. Um, and they're ready to go arrest Wolfgang and make him pay for what he's done. Um, later, they would actually find his computer. And with data recovery, they were able to see evidence that he was attempting to create new identities for them both. Oh, my God. In hopes of having them become Czech citizens and, quote, begin a new life with Natasha. Ew. <laughs> How Thank God scary. she got away before that happened. He was, and honestly, he was probably so close to having that done. I know, I was eight thinking like years. eight years. No, they probably, he probably was almost done. Like, thank goodness she was able to escape before then. Which is probably why he was getting so comfortable was because he was getting so close to being able to take her away, basically. For yeah. Um, Natasha actually told investigators that Wolfgang had told her, quote, they would not catch me alive. So the police, obviously, they put great efforts into immediately going to arrest him. And that's when they found him near the Wine Nord train station where he had jumped in front of a train and completed suicide. Oh my god. It was literally what the a same bitch. day. Like, he probably realized she was gone. He does not deserve to just die and have it exactly. all be gone. Oh, it made me so frustrated because I was like, yes, yeah, she's going to get her, her justice. But like I said, she even said herself, they would. They, he he told me they wouldn't catch him Yeah, catch and alive. I mean, like, not that I'd ever be in his situation because it's disgusting. But, but if I was going to go to jail for the rest of my life, I'd kill myself it's first. It's very, very, very accurate. Completely normal thought. But um, gosh, just how frustrating like, he just doesn't deserve it beforehand. Of course, it's... Like, and the worst part, it was literally the same day. So he must have realized, like, she was gone. And instead of, like, going to find her and, like, getting her back, um, he literally went straight to the train tracks and ended his own life. And I just hate how his death day is August 23rd of 2006. The same day Natasha will remember forever as the day that she finally escaped captivity. Yeah. Like, you, like, took that from her again, too. Like, it's just so... Although I'm sure she's excited he's dead. So it's also kind of a celebration. I'm getting into that. I'm getting into that for you. God damn it. This is all... This is all crazy. Um, after her escape, she made an official statement where she had stated, quote, I don't want and will not answer any questions about personal or intimate details. I don't know. That's kind of odd. But you also can't control how someone reacts to a situation this traumatizing. Yeah, um, I so, probably wouldn't want to talk about it. Of course, you know, you definitely should respect her wishes. I feel like especially right after, she probably doesn't want to say oh, anything. Oh, no, but, not at um, all. Although she does refer to him as a criminal, um, Natasha almost sympathized with him. Um, actually, in the documentary, uh-huh. in the documentary, Natasha Campush, 3,096 Days in Captivity, she said, quote, I feel more and more sorry for him. He's a poor soul. And according to police, when they told Natasha that Wolfgang was dead, she, quote, cried inconsolably and also lit a candle for him at the morgue. What? Okay. Again, we can't judge someone on how they react and handle a situation because I, we can't even begin to fathom what she went through. But like, what the fuck? It is hard to understand that very much. <laughs> it's, I can't, it's I can't very, imagine that. And then she's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about the details. And we're like, what well, can you... Could you just explain this to us? Because, like, 
Because why? We gotta know. Look, I'm confused. Ooh, don't feel bad for him. He's a terrible person. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And honestly, we're going we're gonna to get a little bit more into that. Um, but first, I do just want to... Um, Actually, I lied that we're going to literally get into it right now. Um, so an unnamed psychologist actually suggested that Natasha might suffer from Stockholm syndrome. Well, yeah, that's what I figured. So this is described as a condition in which hostages develop a psychological alliance with their captors during captivity. But Natasha will say that this is not the case. She actually goes as far as to say that people who use this term about her are disrespectful of her. And do not allow her the right to describe and analyze the complex relationship that she had with her kidnapper. Um, I definitely don't want to be disrespectful towards her, but, like, it sounds like if the, the textbook fits. definition <laughs> of Stockholm Syndrome. It's basically the definition. Like, he raped you, he beat you, like, you should have nothing but pure hatred towards yeah, this guy. Yeah, he starved you. And, and again, yeah, I've never been in this situation. So, yeah, exactly. To, but exactly what I've been saying. We can never... We never can, know for sure, obviously. Exactly. We can use our never-been-abducted-and-held-in-captivity minds to judge her and be like, oh, that's weird. But um, she must have something for him. You know, it's wrong. But, I mean, she did spend eight years with him. So, you know, most likely building trust, attempting to find yeah. a way to escape... Um, that's the only person you have to talk to. Exactly. The only person that you're only communicating person you have, with. Yeah, I mean, type of communication with, yeah. You, I, you can truthfully either hate them or like you have some, like some sort of connection with them. And of course, survivors have numerous stories about the things that they say and that they do just to try to get out of a captive situation. Um, and I guess until you go through that, which hopefully none of us will ever have to, mm-hmm. uh, we don't have any room to be throwing around allegations and assumptions of this poor woman. Um, this, you know, this amazingly strong survivor. So, yeah. Speaking of her amazingness, um, of course, when this all came out, everyone was attempting to speak with her in order to st- like sell her story. Um, she of actually, course. you know, the media, um, she actually had hundreds of requests for an interview. And eventually what she about was thousands. <laughs> thousands. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that this town's a little bit like smaller. And, and so, yeah, it like kind of ties into that because eventually she did interview with an Austrian um, public broadcaster, ORF. Mm-hmm. And on September 6th of 2006, um, with Nat- Natasha's approval, it was broadcasted. Um, ORF did not pay for the interview and said any proceedings from selling it to other news channels that um, the funds would be sent to Natasha. So, of course, they sold to more than 120 countries. Oh, wow. At a fee of 290 euros per minute. Per minute, oh, wow. Which estimated to be some 100,000 euros. And get this, Natasha donated the entire thing to women in Africa and Mexico. Are you kidding? The wow. entire thing, the entire profit she sent straight to women in Africa and Mexico. Goodness, um, I mean, yeah, she's boss ass. Amazing, for sure. I know exactly. I got chills. Holy Actually, crap. yeah, goosebumps right now. But. On June 16th of 2018, um, the Times actually published an in-depth interview with her. And on February 17th of 2010, which is her birthday, um, the British TV channel 5 broadcasted an hour-long documentary about this case. Um, They called it Natasha, the Girl in the Cellar. And I did just want to mention that if this case interests you as much as it intrigued me, you have got to check out not only the documentary, but also plenty of books on this case. Um, like the book Two Journalists and Natasha's mother, Brigida, wrote in August of 2007. Mm. Oh, I, I want to read that book. I am going to <clears throat> definitely butcher this name, um, but 
if I had to guess, it would be first wife fillet, Jarre, Jarre, which does translate to desperate years. If we just want to, you know, sum it up to that. <laughs> a little easier to say, I think. But um, in this book, her mother actually writes that she did not have much contact with Natasha after the escape because she was very shielded from the outside world. That's so sad. That's so sad. Her mom, you, yeah. Like, you'd know... I'm sure she was holding on to hope that her daughter was alive yeah, that exactly. entire time. <laughs> to know that she is, I mean... Get her back and it's just, like, no one that you've even known before. Yeah. Like, how, how hard I mean, yeah, I mean, she's just lived this, like... She was forced to grow up at the age of 10. Exactly. And, Become like, a mom, deal with a hard-ass a reality. Yeah. No, exactly. I couldn't even imagine. <clears throat> Um, and so, no, it's under, it's completely understandable, but just so heartbreaking that That's her mom had to deal with that. Natasha herself also wrote a book called um, 3096 Tajay, um, which does translate to 3096 Days. Uh, it was mm. published in September of 2010, and it was actually made into a German movie called mm. um, 3096 in 2013. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I really want to go like find that and watch it now, you know, know translate so to English, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Subtitles. I know, subtitles, there you go. <laughs> um, and also, Natasha released a second book in oh. August of 2016. She entitled this 10 Years of Freedom. Honestly, that's like the cutest thing ever. Interesting. Those would like, be very interesting to hear, like what all she's done with her life. Because I mean, if I want to, I want to read. I do, I only want to read it simply because I want to know what happened with her and her mom. Um, after eight years, like you know, that's almost exactly how long she was alive before she got kidnapped. Like I want to know yeah. if they were able to rekindle it. What happened with that? I know that would be interesting. I couldn't imagine not having my mom in my life. That's exactly what I was thinking about the entire time I was writing this. Just like, like how you said she was probably waiting, like waiting up every night and like just oh, holding yeah. hope that her daughter was going to come home. And when she does, it's like this person she's never met before. And like how odd and scary that must feel for both of them. So, yeah. and you can't like, I've said a ton of times, you can't judge someone on how they handle a situation like this. And yeah. she just needed some space, I guess, but exactly, yeah, no, uh, I couldn't yeah. imagine uh, both sides. I couldn't imagine. Um, no, it's, this is a tragic story. This is ter terrible. Ter completely terrible. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I want to say there's like a happy ending cause she's, um, alive and, and you know, uh, well today, but you know, yeah. the, you, you can't even think about what she's holding on to today. Oh, for sure. That actually brings That's me. That's going to be a years and years and years of recovery if ever. Oh, if, if, if ever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and actually there was a book that was released by a man named Alan Hall and Michael Ladig. In November of 20, 2006, so if you do recall, she she was only, uh, she escaped in August of 2006, so this was, this is literally the next month that she, after she was found um, and had escaped. And so this book is called The Girl in the Cellar, The Natasha Campush Story, but Natalie's lawyer described the book as being both speculative and premature. Um, well, obviously, if it and took them a month, month to write... And therefore, they actually plan to take legal action against it. So, if you're going to read any books, don't read that one. Fuck that book. <laughs> and fuck those fuck guys. Fuck those guys, yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, okay, I'm going to wrap it up here with um, uh, something that's kind of controversial. Ooh, okay. Honestly, I feel like if I haven't, like, thrown a few bombs at you already, like, get ready for this one. <laughs> Buckle up. Love some controversy. Um, Natasha owns the house she was imprisoned in for eight years. Ooh. What? 
when I read it, I was like, I thought I was done. I was like, okay, perfect. And then I like scroll down, like reading a little bit more, and I'm like, excuse me, bitch. <laughs> did you literally just say? Why would you buy that? Okay. 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 <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm so glad we're on the same page here because, like, yeah, what the fuck? But like, I don't. I don't know. I don't it's know. Weird. That's very. I don't know. It's very bizarre. Um, so from her mouth herself, she actually has stated, quote, I know it's grotesque. Oh, okay. Well, to say the least. She knows. That was me, <laughs> not her, by the way. Um, she says, I must now pay for electricity, water, and taxes on a house I never wanted to live in. So it was reported. But why? It was reported that she decided to purchase the house afterward to avoid any vandalism um, or risk it being torn down, which like... I mean, wouldn't that best be best case scenario? scenario? Oh my god, I don't know. Um, this is very bizarre. I don't want to say Stockholm syndrome, but like I don't. I mean, it's a little like bit it's hard here. not to say it because it's. It was harder before I said this, and now. I... <laughs> what? Like what? <laughs> what? I mean, uh, uh, I know it's. I wouldn't want to be disrespectful towards her, but of that, like, what else would that what else be? Could this be? Um, I don't think. Like, I mean, talk to a lot of survivors. Like, I don't <clears> even. <throat> I mean, I, I feel like I don't, I wouldn't want to go live in my childhood home because, like, my mom yelled at me there or something. Like, I couldn't even imagine no. being, like, I'm going to go live here where I was held in prison for eight and a oh, half years. Oh, never. I would never, ever, ever want to see that again. Like, when Tear I leave down. a job, I have memories of working there. And I'm like, oh, God, no, never, please. You drive by and you're crying a little bit. I just, like, like no. a and I'm like, oh, God, thank God I never have to wake up and go there again. You have to, like, and that's just, like, having to talk to people. <laughs> no, exactly. It was not anywhere near this. Yeah, not anywhere near this. I don't, I don't. I don't, like I said, we don't understand a lot of this. And no. this just adds to that list of things we don't fucking understand. Yeah. <laughs> extra, oh, what the fuck extra, sentence of the podcast. Extra, read all about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so she did say um, that she has visited it um, since her escape and was actually regularly seen visiting it, um, possibly cleaning it out to move in herself. Oh. So in January of 2010, um, she said that she had retained the house because it was such a big part of her formative years and that um, if the house was ever to sell, she would fill in the cellar. Um, in 2011, it was indeed filled in. And as of 2013, she still owned the house. Um, hmm. She was adamant that it will never become a Maccabee museum to her lost adolescence. Hmm. So... Um, I hope this was as crazy to you guys as it was to me. Yeah, no, that was very it was like, crazy. Uh, 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 uh. It was like turn <laughs> after freaking turn. Um, well, Natasha is currently 32 years old and, um, she actually said that she still carries around a picture of him in her handbook. Wow. In her handbag. What? There's just, why? There's a, there's a, there's a couple of questions we might have for you, Natasha. Um, she's also living part-time in the same home she was held captive in for years. Um, I mean, if it makes you happy. If it makes you happy. Um, I was going to say, according to her books, she is working to become herself again. So, can't judge on how someone heals and how they, you know, fix their problems. No, but, no. um, wow, to say the least. It's very eerie i don't know Very, i can't even fully describe what's going in my like, brain i gotta right google now. a word literally so like, I'm like what fully... word is happening here she's like fab. <laughs> unfathomable literally unfathomable um grotesque was a good one i did like that word because i yes, was like oh. i mean at least she she knows that i guess i, I took know. the word right out of my mouth the girl literally. i can't imagine ever wanting to go there i mean at least she filled the cellar yeah she filled the cellar but like 
there were just, I'm sure, numerous places in the house that have just even worse, like, the, the kitchen, where you would eat breakfast with him. Like, the, how are yeah. you just going to sit there and eat there? Yeah, I be able to go there. Like, I mean, I guess it does take a very strong person to of do Of course. That, no, exactly. I mean, maybe she just has, like, a an ability of forgiveness that we couldn't even fathom. No, could not. Um, I barely forgive people for cutting me off in traffic, so... <laughs> I still hate that one girl from high school, like seven and a half years ago. So like, I get it. I get it. One dumb bitch. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. Insert name here, but we won't do that just in case. We won't do that just in case. And but you know who you are. I bet. I bet you do. Um, I okay. And the lastly, I did. I did see this afterward. I didn't write it down, but I saw it afterward. Um, she's also still currently single. And yeah, I bet that was. That was 14 That's years ago that, that this occurred, and she's still single. Yeah. She's still and she probably never no wants children. to live with a man again. I don't blame her. Um, but I would say if she doesn't want to live with a man, but she's comfortable living in that house. That's, you got me there. I got you there. I don't know. I don't know. I got myself there. I'm not even going to lie. This whole thing got myself there. So. <laughs> but um, we're super excited that you guys t- tuned in again to um, hear another story from us. Um, we do want to mention that next week is going to be a little bit wonky. Um, it is Erica's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Not planned by the way. That was not planned. Um, and so we'll end up having an episode, um, possibly on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. So, um, hang in there. Um, I know you guys are going to be waiting on the edge of your seat for us to post. (laughs) So, uh, we will let you guys know, of course, as soon as we get an episode out, but, um, We're super excited to hear Erica's um, tale later in the week, and um, we will get this out to you guys on um, Tuesday. We can't wait to talk with you. Um, Also, I'm going to post pictures, of course, of Natasha, um, and I also saved a picture of the picture she keeps in her handbag of him. Really I definitely need to see that. And I'm also posting the picture of the 54 square foot cellar that she was kept captive in. And um, when I said worse than prison, I meant it. Can't wait for you guys to see. Yes. Um, that will be on our Instagram at Shriek the Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, of course, at Shriek the Podcast. Please rate, review, share it with your friends on anywhere that you guys listen to podcasts at Shriek exclamation point and please send in feedback tell us your stories anything that you want us to improve on change or anything shoot that to us in a gmail at shriek the podcast at gmail.com thank you guys so much for tuning in again and always remember when in doubt shriek, shriek it out, out. thank see you, you next- guys see you soon bye <laughs>